Wherever you are on your leadership voyage, it starts here. Welcome to Leadership Voyage, the podcast dedicated to your pursuit of becoming a great leader. My name is Jason Wick, and welcome to Season 1, Episode 14. Before we get started today, do you remember when the pandemic started uh, about two and a half years ago here in the States, and we didn't know what to do with packages and groceries and things like that? We were, we were afraid to touch them. We didn't know how this coronavirus was going to be spread. I started using Instacart for my grocery delivery at that point, and I really enjoyed it. The people you interact with on the other end who are getting your groceries in the store, super friendly, super helpful, uh, even sending photos of the options that you might have on the shelf if your preferred choice is not in stock. That's been my experience. Well, if you want to uh, try Instacart, you can get free delivery on your first order over $35. Uh, all you have to do is follow the link in the show notes, which will let Instacart know that Leadership Voyage sent you. It'll help support our show. But you can get all the products that you love from your local grocery stores, hand-selected by shoppers based on your own preferences. You can get it delivered to your door in as fast as one hour. If you're interested in that offer, go ahead and click in the show notes and uh, free delivery on your first order over $35 from Instacart. Here we are for episode 14 about goals. Uh, please remember to subscribe and rate this podcast wherever you are listening, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or elsewhere. The website is leadership.voyage, and you can drop me an email at any time at startyourvoyage at gmail.com. This episode title is Clear Cloudy Goals, and that's intentional because... Goals are very difficult. They sometimes can sound very easy, but most of the time in practice and execution are very, very difficult. So clear, cloudy goals. There are so many ways to interpret what a goal is or how a goal is set or what setting this all occurs in. I would like to keep this discussion as broad as possible, only because that way I think it can help as many listeners who are facing as many situations as they have uh, as possible. So going to keep this discussion pretty broad. Goals are very, very hard. First, you have to define it. Then you have to agree on it. Then you have to follow through and execute it. And the more people who are involved in, in this goal the harder it's going to be, the more complex the situation is going to get. After you set the goal and decide you're going to follow through on it, then what? What happens then? And in addition to all of this, generally, goal setting is associated with change. Okay, we set a target over there. Let's go that way. Oh, no, no, no. There's a target over here. Let's go this way. In this short episode, I'm going to pull in the wisdom of a couple of previous Leadership Voyage guests, Janelle Ward from JanelleWard.com and her user experience research consulting, as well as Maria Okerlund from Sweden and the GDQ questionnaire, Group Development Questionnaire, gdq.se. They had some great thoughts on goals in previous discussions uh, here on the podcast. 
So let's get to it. I'm going to do three specific parts uh, to this episode about goals. Number one, work with others to craft the goals. Number two, make sure the goal is quantitative. Number three, measure and monitor the execution. More succinctly, let's say collaborate, quantify, and correct. So collaborate around creating the goal, quantify by making sure that there's something measurable for uh, defining that goal, and then correct, in other words, course correct along the way. So when I spoke with Janelle Ward, we had a discussion about reaching out to other stakeholders in an organization, you know, as we're trying to decide how our goals for our teams work within the context of our organization or, you know, whatever your goal setting process looks like. Janelle made a a point of saying when you're talking to stakeholders, you want to find common ground to discuss things that are mutually beneficial And my interpretation for this context we're talking about today is to make sure that you collaborate when you're talking to others during the goal crafting process. You might have a goal for your team. You might have an idea for what you're trying to convey to someone else in the organization. But you also need to make sure that you're involving others, getting their perspectives, hearing what's important to them to help you with the right goal to craft. Make a connection. And um, remember that it's it's mutually beneficial. It shouldn't just be beneficial to you. It should be also beneficial to them. And it's figuring out, you know, that that middle ground where they will look to you and want to speak to you in the future because you have valuable things to tell them. And you're also open for what they have to tell you about their perspective on that. So when we're talking about collaborating, quantifying, and correcting around this whole goal uh, planning setting buy-in execution process, um, that's the collaboration piece. Involving others, making sure that you're truly listening and getting their point of view. Don't just push it as a one-way conversation. Have bi-directional conversations with stakeholders to help you formulate the best goals that you can for yourself and for your teams. Moving on to the second point of quantifying You know, S-M-A-R-T is a a very widely known model for goal setting, specific, measurable, actionable, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But the T is time bound. And uh, interestingly enough, my medical doctor helped me really understand the importance of time bound. He had asked me once, "How, how many vegetables do you think you're eating per day? Or how many servings of vegetables are you eating per day? And whatever, we had a conversation about that. And And he said, well, why don't we set a goal for you? You know, five servings of fruits and vegetables per day for six weeks. And and it was the six weeks. So when I'm talking about quantifying something in a goal, yes, it's nice to have a target number like five servings of fruits and vegetables or generating X dollars in revenue. But the time-bound part of it To quantify that is very important because otherwise it's an open-ended thing that just goes on and on and on forever. And if you really stop and think about it, that's setting uh, ourselves up for likely failure. The time-bound quantitative aspect is very, very important in my opinion. So uh, don't let that slip through the cracks. 
Collaborate, quantify, and correct. Let's talk about correct or course correct. Let's pretend that we have a hypothetical goal. Let's say I run a customer service team and I want my customer satisfaction score to be high for a particular quarter. Let's say 95%. I want my team's customer service to be at a 95% satisfaction rate for the quarter. When we're doing this goal setting, step through it again. We have to define it, which is done, 95% for a quarter. We have to agree to it. I need my entire team to understand this goal and why it's important. And we need to start executing and following through on it. In other words, I need to be able to measure it and I need to be able to periodically check in and look back on it in order to understand how we're doing and if we're going to uh, course correct. There are not many goals that we will pursue as a team that over a three-month period will go in a straight line without course correction. And this is why when setting a goal and monitoring the progress of a goal, having check-ins, debriefs, retrospectives is really important. When I spoke with Maria Okerlund, she told about the results of analyses of teams who do debrief or retrospect on what they're doing. Check out the advantages as Maria outlines them here. Any more insights on that performance improvement, that 25% more effective for a team that does debrief or retrospect? Well, actually, it's it's even more than 25 because there's been research after that. Um, okay. the, the most recent meta-analysis shows that it's 30% at least. Okay. So it's a lot. This is huge. You heard Maria say it there that teams that reflect on what they're doing see a 30% increase in productivity based on a meta-analysis. This, this is, if you go back and listen to season one, episode four, and that discussion, which is talking about the book, Creating Effective Teams, sixth edition, there is, uh, they have got lots of uh, quantifiable and verifiable research to suggest this. As an example, they said, um, teachers who, the teacher team at the school is farther along in showing behaviors of effective teams, their students have better test scores or uh, medical providers have lower mortality rates as they show more of the advanced behaviors of an effective team, one of which is reflecting on the work that they do together. So clear, cloudy goals. Three things we've talked about today to help increase the odds that the process of setting goals and executing on them will be more successful. First, collaborate with others. Talk to stakeholders. Find common ground with what's important to them so that you're not only pushing an agenda of what you think is interesting and important for you to focus on, but getting their perspectives as well. That can help craft uh, a strong goal through collaboration. Next, we've got quantify. When you're setting these goals, it's good to have something measurable, of course, but also remember to quantify it in terms of duration. 
Something time-bound is very important so you're not stuck in a never-ending goal. And third, correction. Course correction. Look back, reflect, retrospect on the type of work that you or your team are doing. You can't argue with the results teams get when they reflect on the work they're doing in pursuit of a goal. That's it for today. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Leadership Voyage. Until next time, take care.